0: News Talk On Demand. Interruption-free audio. Where you want it, when you want
1: it. 8.16, good morning. Your Friday morning as we polish off the week. Gerald Bowman in for Brent Lokes. Mr. Lokes will be back in the chair on Monday morning also starting on Monday a big big event always happens in January and it's big big for the uh, agriculture community not only for Saskatchewan but for western Canada as well it's crop production week there are lectures there are displays there's a trade show element as well joining us this morning uh, farmer agriculture journalist Kevin Hirsch good morning Kevin good morning Gerald well everyone's all primed for next week looking forward to it
0: yeah and it's a uh was pretty much very, very different a year ago. There was no crop production show and all of the various meetings for all the crop organizations were all virtual. This time around, the crop show is proceeding uh, and some of the meetings are virtual. Uh, Many of them are hybrid meetings where there'll be an in-person component and a virtual component. So you're right, next week, very busy for the ag community.
1: And what other COVID guidelines should attendees be aware of, Kevin?
0: Well, it's my understanding that uh, at Crop Show, all of the, the things that we've become accustomed to, vaccine passports, uh, masking uh, in all locations, uh, hand sanitizers everywhere, all of the things that we've come to become used to for anything that, where we're out in the public these days.
1: Should take on a, a different tone in light of what just happened in 2021, a, a devastating drought for, for many farmers, many affected. As we look forward, and you mentioned, you know, market outlook, there'll be speakers not only online but in person. And what are you looking forward to?
0: Well, I think there's, it, it's been just so long since a lot of us have attended a, a trade show in person equipment and products and product offerings keep uh, changing and and those companies haven't had a chance to put those in front of producers it's a great place to get market information what are new crop prices looking like what are the opportunities out there so i and networking well it's a little tough to recognize everybody that you want to when they're wearing a mask but still uh, networking and some of the side conversations and the thing you Things you learn from other attendees are always very interesting.
1: Yeah, and whether it be, well, again, just looking at the list, you know, there's the Canary Seed Development Commission, Wheat Development Commission, Pulse Growers, there's Flax, Barley, Canola, Oats, Winter Cereals, Forged Seed, the Seed Growers Association, Mustard Development. This These are key meetings because this is kind of, this is their yearly, or their, their annual, isn't it?
0: And it's in, on the case of all those crop commissions, it's producer money that's funding those commissions to do research and market development work. And it's really, people like to go to the trade show and look at equipment and have that sort of fun. But I hope they take the time to attend at least some of the the meetings, either virtually or in person to see where their money is being spent and, and contribute to those meetings. More and more, the the crop commissions are becoming important uh, for the information they give to governments, for how they represent producers. So it's really important, I think, to to spend some time as a levy payer to these organizations, to spend some time and attend the annual annual meetings.
1: Our guest this morning, agriculture journalist and farmer Kevin Hirsch. Again, looking back at 2021, are we expecting a shift or a refocus or, I guess, change of intentions for seeding for this coming year?
0: There's a whole bunch of factors in play. Most of the grain prices are at record highs. Fertilizer prices are also record high. Uh, In some cases, nutrients are left over in the soil because the crop wasn't sufficient enough to use those nutrients due to the drought. And then we have herbicide residue concerns where some persistent herbicides are not breaking down properly because of the very dry conditions. And that's limiting what you can seed on that land the next year. So there's a... Whole bunch of factors all at play all at once, and it's a, a lot of decisions that producers have to look at as they weigh their options.
1: As mentioned, crop production week, a combination both online and in person. Where's it all happening, Kevin?
0: It's all being centered on at Land Park, so that's always, of course, the location for the crop production show, the, the massive trade show with all the exhibitors. But any of the uh, in-person, I should say most of the in-person meetings, we think, uh, uh, well, yeah, no, it's all, because uh, SAS Seed Growers often uh, is at Saskatoonian, but they're completely virtual this year. So, and it's the folks at Prairieland Park that are handling all the virtual meetings uh, as well as the in-person meetings.
1: Nothing like, and again, I'm just jumping ahead, nothing like the spring rains to get things going, but... You know, I know for a lot of areas, they've received a fair amount of snow. That must be encouraging, again, after what happened in 2021.
0: It is encouraging. Although a bunch of fluffy snow, it's it's nice to have something for moisture, but the moisture content of it takes uh, takes quite a while to build up. It takes a lot of snow to make a, a big difference. But anything that's precipitation is is certainly welcome going into the next growing season.
1: Kevin, thanks for your time this morning. All the best next week. Thanks very much, Gerald. Take care. Yeah, it is 821. Agriculture journalist and farmer Kevin Hirsch getting ready for crop production week in Saskatoon. Next week, the big focus at Land Park.